All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Can you see it? Did you notice? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! Moments no. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic. Check them out on all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. They've got you covered for all of your trading card needs. We are partial to the hockey cards, but you can get basically anything on there. The Pokemans, the Yu-Gi-Oh's. Anything you need, folks, Zephyr Epic has got you covered. Go check them out. Their location is in Surrey, but you can also order online. Canada-wide, they have free shipping on any order over $50. Canada-wide from... I've been screwing up uh, names quite a bit over the past couple weeks here, and I've been hearing it in the DM, so I'm not going to mess this one up. <laughs> from Whistler to Winkler, Manitoba. Go on. Winkler, Manitoba. The sixth largest city in Manitoba with a population. And this, maybe I should fact, double fact check this. This is the sixth largest city in Manitoba. It has 13,000 people. Well, okay, name, name the ones ahead of it. No. Well, um, well think about it. It's Winnipeg. 
Yep. Can you name another city? Churchill. There's not many people there. Flin Flon. Flin Flon. How many people in Flin Flon? Probably not a lot in Flin Flon. You know what? Okay, you keep talking. I'm going to look this up. So Winkler, Manitoba, home of the Winkler Flyers in the Manitoba Junior Hockey League. Quads, hear this out here. They have quite the alumni of the Winkler Flyers. One, One of the most underrated goalies never gets talked about a lot, but heck, did he ever have a run for a while there. Ed Belfour. Do you know who that is, Quads? Of You're, course. You were pretty young at the time. I was mad because Ed Belfour was robbed from the NHL 100 list. That's true. You got your Manitoba list up there yet? You want me to keep I going? I do. And and sorry, Winkler, as of 2021, mm-hmm. fourth on this list. Oh my goodness. Well, they said it's so, blowing up. So, okay. So, I, I can't believe I forgot Brandon because that's where my family's from. True. <laughs> my my dad's side. So, Winnipeg. Porcupine Hill or whatever. No, that's, that's Saskatchewan. That's Saskatchewan. And that's the girlfriend, not my dad. Winnipeg, number one. Brandon, number two. Steinbach, number three. Yep. But that drop in population from Winnipeg. So, Winnipeg, the population is 749,607. Okay. Second is Brandon with 51,313. Wow. Steinbach comes in third with 17,806. And Winkler is fourth with 13,754. I'm not going to keep going down this list, but I can't believe I forgot Suris, too. Like, I know Suris. So he. <laughs> really? Yeah. No. Are you being serious? Yeah, they got uh, they got one of those down in New Brunswick as well. And I kept saying Suris, and they're like, no, it's Suri. Do they have a bear? Or, creek? you know what they also called it? They also called it Surrey. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And I was like, no, this is Surrey. Anyways. I'm trying to make a witty Surrey I'm a little joke. Bit, I'm a little bit blown away right now that the population of Manitoba, this is according to CanadaPopulation.net, is 1.3 million for the whole province. That, yeah. Wow. They must like, you get a lot of good area to hunt out there with that. Only a 1.3 yeah. million, a lot of land. Anyways, Ed Belfour, uh, he played for the Winkler Flyers. Um, and Winkler is home. Get this, quads. The Winkler Harvest Festival. Okay. You know, that's why I like. I like these towns, these these cities. They got these things. They got You can go to the parade. You can go to the midway. They got live stage entertainment. Not just bands, but live stage entertainment, as well as fireworks and a rodeo. So Winkler's busy. They also have the Cripple Creek Music Festival, which takes place on the fourth Sunday of July. Apparently quite the show there in the fourth uh, Sunday of July in Winkler, Manitoba. That's all I got. Then there's a bunch of famous guys named uh, Brandon Dick, Christian Dick, Mike Dick. There's a bunch of uh, bunch of dicks from Winkler. Those sound like Kahoot names. They're all. Did you ever play famous. Kahoot, or was that after your time of high school? Kahoot is a game you played in high school. You're looking at me like you don't know what it is. Do no, you know? I remember. I've heard my mom talk about playing so Kahoot with like uh, they do it as like a, a building thing. Yeah. For, on Pro D days, the teachers yes, play. Yes, it. so you, you would you would play it in Spanish class usually, uh, or, or French or whatever language oui. class you took. And basically, it was like a trivia game that you played on your phone, and the entire class could play. It was awesome. It was so much fun. Uh, people took it very uh, seriously. We played Seven Up back in my day. That's what we played. Oh, this this is way better than Seven Up because because you would put a screen name and, and screen names was half the fun mm. because you know people would put things like Mike Dick and you know Mike other stuff and they would uh, yeah let's just move on though teachers would have to censor the names brutal I feel bad for some of those teachers now last name no no I'm not no, gonna do it. no okay we're not, not gonna we're do not any. getting on here all right for uh. Uh, well, yeah, I know can- what I like to play here. Hold on, you, you're talking about this Kahoot game. Have you ever played these? Uh, have you ever played the Jackbox games? Oh, the, I play uh, that all the time. Those I- are fun. I yeah. like those because yeah. everyone's on. You play on your phone, but that's the thing. Oh, I also hate this too because when you're in restaurants now, you know how all the menus are on your phones. Yeah, now? I hate that that moment where you're sitting at a restaurant, everyone's on their phones looking at the menu. Hate yeah, that. that's tough. I like having the menu in front of you. You know, you're sharing, you're showing people. You know, even share the menu. It's with a the social person. thing. Exactly. And now you're sitting, and everyone's sitting on their phones here. Trying to find you got a different pages for the the drinks and the foods and the appetizers yeah. that you got a happy hour on its own damn page of the website. You got no data. You're spending all your data just flipping through the freaking menu. It's true, man. Unbelievable. And you know what's crazy? Some of those places, you 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 go. There's a QR code, and you ask for the Wi-Fi. They're like, oh, we don't have Wi-Fi for yeah. the for the customers. That's a good thing about Winkler Manitoba. They just got fiber uh, internet over there. Big tech boom. 
The economy is booming in Winkler, Manitoba. I'm not even joking, Quad. It's the, it's the uh, capital of the south of Manitoba. That's where everyone goes to get work. They got they just got fiber, Manitoba fiber internet there. They're all wired up. They got fast internet in uh, in Winkler. Haven't we had fiber since like 2016? Well, yeah, but listen, they don't have that many people in Manitoba working on it. They'll sure, go 1.3 million. Most famous, the Dick family, they were probably working on it in Winkler, but now they're all good now. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm, I'm with you on that one, man. Okay. We're also delivered. Also, sorry. You you brought up messing up words and, and getting it in the DMs. Disto catches us on everything. Yep. And on the last episode, for some reason, I don't know if you get this, but I read a lot. I write a lot, obviously. Nope. And sometimes I will say words the way that they look on paper without, like, like, I don't know why, because it's almost like I read while I'm talking. Like, I, I have it, like, written out in my head what I'm going to say, and then it's like I'm reading, and then sometimes I just say words incorrectly. So I said the word epitome on the last episode, but I, I blurted out epitome, and I just kind of we just glossed over it. And okay. we didn't bring it up. We just kept going. Disto caught it, shot me a message, and as soon as I said it, I was like, maybe I said it quick enough that nobody's going to catch it, but he's like, I would encourage you to look up the pronunciation of that word. I'm like, I, I know how to pronounce it, but sometimes that you think, happens. You think Disto listens to the to pod in like point five, so you can like pick apart every <laughs> word, every pronunciation that we do of like a player name. Sends us breakdowns of our pronunciations. If okay, we gotta get this in. No, if you haven't done it, you gotta listen to the pod in point five. It just makes us both sound like we're wasted. Oh yeah, do Super that right funny. now. Okay, we gotta get to this though. We're nearing the ten minute mark. We can't be doing this. We're also delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Ding dong. Use promo code ConvoDD capital C capital D's all one word ConvoDD that will get twenty five percent off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is Dave Gudrelli. I'm joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. We have a pretty busy show, all things considered, because it's a pretty quiet time for the Vancouver Canucks right now, but we've got a busy show. I thought, Chris, that we would get to the poll question right off the top, but we spent a good amount of time talking about non-hockey stuff. I think we'll take a little break in the middle of the episode, then get to our Atlas Goods poll question, because you had an interesting fashion choice at a wedding, and I think that's why a lot of people are here, but let's jump right into it. Let's jump right into the hockey talk, because one topic we talked about last week, Chris, is Michael DiPietro's future. No, not yet. Got to say something about DoorDash. I ordered DoorDash Smokes. the other day. So I ordered DoorDash the other day. They like the videos from Montreal. I try and do another one. Okay. So I'm, I'm at home. I ordered DoorDash. I'm trying to do this new, I'm trying to do another video. And this is an absolute fail on my end. I ordered a clubhouse, clubhouse sandwich from a place, which was excellent. I want to give him a shout out. It was from Omnitsky Kosher. <laughs> I want to give him a shout out. Uh, uh, this is my first time pronouncing the name. Uh, th- well, this is the problem. Omnitsky Kosher. Great sandwiches. But I'm doing the video, and I didn't write it down anywhere, so I forgot what it was called. <laughs> I couldn't pronounce it. And then I also got something called, which I've never had before, a matzo ball. Matzo oh, ball? Okay. So I thought it was a matzo ball, like a mozzarella. <laughs> so I record this whole video, and then I go back and listen to it. And I'm like, I pronounced the name completely wrong. Uh, I say, yeah, I had a matzo ball. And then I was in the video. I'm like, this doesn't really taste like mozzarella at all. <laughs> so I can, so that video is not going to make it onto oh, uh, to social media. So shout out DoorDash. It was a good little order. But uh, yeah. Not uh, not getting out there, and uh, I will throw a little shade at the people over there at cheese. Uh, uh, now I forget the name already. Um, Nitsky Kosher. I asked for no tomatoes. They put tomatoes on the clubhouse. You ask, here's what you do with the clubhouse: you get no tomatoes, you put pickles on instead. One of the best sandwiches you can get out there. But uh, overall, was pretty pretty damn impressed with the sandwich. When you say matzo ball, you mean like the Jewish dish, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm just it was uh, sure. matzo matzo. It says M A T Z O. I think it's A H, isn't it? I'm, well, I'm sure looking at the I'm looking at the order right here. It says okay. matzo ball. Okay. And then in brackets it says soup. It there was, was no matzo. soup. Thank goodness. I don't like soup. Yeah. It was just a ball and it basically okay. tasted like it tasted like flour. Okay. Which was not good. No. Okay. So shout out to that place. So shout out DoorDash. <laughs> order was quick. Yeah. They let me down. I let I let the people down with the video a little bit. Yeah, too. a little bit, a little bit there. Uh, you know where that video might end up is the same place the video that Harmon took of you singing karaoke. Uh, we've all heard about your singing of the song Hero by Enrique Iglesias. That's on the Canucks Convo Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Canucks Convo. Five and ten dollars here gets you all the bonus content, including that video of Faber singing karaoke uh, after having a few in Montreal. 
Yeah, I'm getting hounded by the people uh, for another Patreon episode, so we'll, well have to do I think that soon. We'll too. not only get a Patreon episode out soon, I think we might have to also post your failed, uh, where you're like, oh, oh this doesn't man. taste like mozzarella. Yeah. Okay, can we please get into the hockey talk? We're going to be getting angry listeners. I no, got to jump to this. Off season, we can push it to 15 minutes, and no, we're into the off season here. Yeah. I don't even want to talk for 15 minutes about well, stuff that's not and, hockey. And yeah, I want, the, I want the people to come out of the bushes again. They give you crap for not letting me talk about stuff. Well, yeah. Well, at least at least it's best of both worlds because the listeners that don't like when we don't talk about hockey at least can kind of side with me on this one, and then the people who do, they got you. So, All can right. we jump into it now? Yeah, we already got some bad reviews coming in. I can feel it. Yeah, I can feel it. We we want to talk about Mikey DiPietro. Let's or, do it. More specifically, I want to talk about Mikey DiPietro because Chris, a lot has been made about this player's future in the organization. A lot's been made of. The year of lost development, and I'm sure that's a story that one day we'll really dive into, but right now I want to talk because according to Rick Dollywall, who, you know, doesn't make stuff up, Dollywall Sports on Twitter, uh, Mike DiPietro has been given permission to seek a trade from the Vancouver Canucks. More specifically, his agent has been given permission to seek a trade. Does this surprise you at all? Uh, I don't think so. I think the writing's been on the wall for... A little bit now, I think probably from both ends, right? Like this isn't just like the Canucks don't believe in him or Mikey DiPietro doesn't believe in what the team's been doing to him. I really think it's a little bit of both. Like I think that uh, as the goaltending department run by Ian Clark, we know he's high on on Archer Seelovs. You have to get Archer Seelovs into AHL games next year. Uh, you brought in Colin D'Elia now who who looks like he's going to, you know, he's a tweener. He's played NHL games in the past few years. He's played a lot of AHL games in the past few years. He's a good number three to have in your organization in case of emergency. But it, to me, it feels like, yeah, like I, I think going into the season even, I mean, I was writing about it today uh, as I was putting together my top 10 prospects of the Vancouver Canucks. Archer Seelaw sneaking into the top 10. I know you're going to like that, Quads. But I was thinking, like, they they need to play him for HL games and get him ready to be the HL starter next season, right? And if Mikey DiPietro is in the mix, you're not going to see Seelaws be a starter at age 22. Like, I think a lot of people in the organization hope he can get to that point. And it's not like DiPietro has completely lost all of his value. The Canucks definitely haven't done a good job of raising his value at all from what they've done over the past couple of years here. But he had a really good finish to the end of the AHL season last year, right? Like, I, I was tweeting out a lot of the stats a lot of the time to see how Abbotsford finished the year. And, like, from January on, they're looking at, like, 920, 930 save percentage throughout, like, all of the remaining months uh, or the final months of that season. And DiPietro was a big part of that. He was just as good, I think, if not better, than Spencer Martin was in the final few months of the AHL season. So I, I do think there's still some value there. It just it seems like, you know, sometimes – things just maybe have to come to an end because of how the things ahead of it have worked out. And I think that's the point that we're at with Mikey DiPietro right now. He's still a, a pretty decent goaltending prospect. He maybe doesn't fit the mold that Ian Clark really likes to work with. Like you could see the sparkle in Ian Clark's eye when he had a Kukosvenvo on the ice with them. You know, maybe that sparkle is just gone with Mikey DiPietro and well, Ian Clark. I don't want to speculate on that because last year, I got to tell you, Ian Clark had the same vibe about Mikey DiPietro as you just saw with all these other prospects. Like, like let's not forget, just a year ago, Mikey DiPietro was being used as the example to teach Yaroslav Halak how to integrate to a post in the Ian Clark system. It he was stole the show. He stole at the show at camp. camp. Yeah. yeah, at prospects camp, even training camp. In my Ryan eyes, told, Ryan Johnson told me he's going to play fifty games. Like and then eighteen what months ago, he was going to play fifty games. The writing did seem like it was on the wall. And, and this is what you mentioned. And when I asked Patrick Alvin that question that I'm, I'm assuming people have heard by now, if you haven't, basically I just asked him uh, for the thought process of Colin, Colin Delia, signing Colin Delia. Is it just to add depth? Uh, what are you thinking with that move? <laughs> that made it sound like I was questioning the move. It's a fine move. I was just asking, you know, for the GM specific rationale of it. And, you know, he said, like, it's to add depth. It's, you know, he didn't say it explicitly, but I said, like, you know, is it to provide some sort of competition for the backup position with Spencer Martin? And and he did say it was to add to the competition. So, like, I know we've all penciled in Spencer Martin for the backup position to Thatcher Demko, but this is a cushion. Like, you're not going to call up a Mikey DiPietro. You're not going to call up an Archer Seelovs if Spencer Martin falters. Like, you want a bit more of a veteran guy. And one thing I want people to keep an eye on is Colin Delia has been coached by Jeremy Colleton, the new Abbotsford coach, head coach, for years now. Like, he has a relationship with this guy. So it's one thing to keep an eye on. Uh, again, I don't mean that in, that in the sense of, oh, he's going to take starts away from Archer Seelovs. But 
it is something to keep an eye on in the sense of this is a coach who knows this goaltender, and I'm sure that probably played a part in it. And, you know, living in beautiful Abbotsford, you get to live in BC. Um, you know, th- that's nice for a free agent. But my point being here, Chris, is that at the tail end of that question to Alvin, I asked, I said, so is the plan to run three goaltenders in Abbotsford again? I brought this up on the last podcast, but he said, like, no, it's two. We're running two goaltenders out there. We're running two here. And there's going to be competition out there. So, you know, rather than having to loan Archer Silovs or Mikey DiPietro, probably not Mikey DiPietro because there goes any trade value he yeah. had, to the ECHL, you know, getting him out now makes a lot of sense. But one thing that a source when I texted about this was, was just when an agent is given permission to seek a trade, usually doesn't mean much about the trade value. Like it, it doesn't, and not doesn't mean much. It doesn't mean great things for a player's trade value, if you know what I mean. And that's something just to keep an eye on. I think I, I found it interesting that it got to the point where they've given him permission to look for a trade. Like that means that nobody's coming and asking for Mike DiPietro and the Canucks aren't really, you know, finding any deals that make sense so far for Mike DiPietro and, you know, maybe having trouble to find deals at all if the agent's having to get involved, but that's where we're at now with Mikey DiPietro. Yeah, and I think that, you know, the Canucks obviously would like to get some sort of value back for Mikey DiPietro at this point. I'm just curious what that could even be uh, right now because I, listen, it's not like they just signed him to a one-year deal, right? So, like, his whole contract's completely variable bar- in the AHL. That's probably where he's going to be. A team is going to probably use him to be, you know, fighting for the starter spot in the AHL, and that's not the best spot to be in it for Mikey, who's, what, 23 now? 22 years old? 23. So... I mean, he, he should be pushing to be the starter. The timeline that we had for him a couple of years ago was like... This is his season to back up. Yeah. I mean, the year that he came into Utica and was, you know, pushing and became the starter, that was like, okay, well, perfect. He's going to be the starter next year. He's going to be the starter year after that. And it was supposed to be like this year that we just had was supposed to be the year where he's pushing to be the backup. It was what you said at the start of the season that he was going to take over Yaroslav Halak. Like, there was a lot of expectations. It's, it's unfortunate that he had a really bad start to the season. And combined with a really good start to the season for the guy who was third on the depth charts and Spencer Martin, it just didn't work out well for Mikey. And then you saw, even like at the start of the year, when Seelaws came in and he got the first shutout in in Abbotsford Canucks history, like there was some hype behind him. That gave him a little bit of runway. It's just like Mikey never really built himself enough runway early on to be able to become the starter. And by the time that he did actually start to get his game dialed up, Spencer Martin was already, you know, being talked about as one of the best goalies in the AHL at the time and, and ripping it up in this NHL opportunities as well. So it was like, it's too bad that it didn't like flip flop for Mikey. If Mikey started the season the way he finished it, I think we'd be having a completely different conversation here. Like we'd be talking about a guy who showed so well, but because his season didn't start the way that it kind of had to in the spot that Mikey DiPietro was in, it's a really, the whole situation is really really tough for him but man like i i gotta you know restate it here like mikey dipietro finished the season really good he played really good hockey all uh, until actually the final two games of the year against manitoba when he got absolutely lit up but like all the games to kind of close out the season before those final two games he was excellent he played really good hockey there's still a decent goalie there at some point i still believe in mikey dipietro and i know that comes as a surprise to absolutely no one but uh, I do still believe in the goaltender. I just I just don't know if the fits in Vancouver. What just makes with you who's ahead of him? What makes you okay with the trade then? Because he's not a future considerations guy. I don't think. No, he's higher than that. Yeah. Right. And what would you be content with at this point? I'd say I'd be like fourth round pick. Okay, right on another fourth round pick for next year's draft. You already got two. Yeah, I think go find another Damon Gardner. I think a fourth round pick's okay. Yeah. I think you can get a goaltender with that. You can go select a goalie in that draft. Yeah, in that point, you'll have three fourth rounders, right? Like they already have two for next year. That's a good point. You know, you get a four, you get a third. You're you're smiling. I don't think you're getting a second. You get a third round pick. You're like right on. Hell yeah, well, that's great. Uh, hang on a sec, because I just want to say, like Mikey DiPietro's save percentage in the AHL is pretty good. Like his career save percentage. Like I, you have to correct me if I'm wrong, and I know I should know everything about Mikey DiPietro, but. The guy's never had a season below 900, and I understand that's not a fantastic benchmark, but with the up-and-down season he had last year, you kind of look at what the trajectory was going to be after that first season before you know he spent the entire season, basically, on the taxi squad, which saved the organization money, and then this year he's kind of you know 
up and down. He's got all these things going on. He's got Spencer Martin there. Uh, he's got Archer Silovs as well. Like it's hard to have three down there, and I think that's why the organization doesn't want to do it this season. They, they don't want to have three guys. But look, like I asked, I like I said this on the last podcast. But I asked Ian Clark. I said like you know, what goes into the thought process of having two instead of three? He said, like, I don't think having three guys down there benefits anybody, really. Like, that's what he said. He said it doesn't benefit anybody. So, you know, the organization's made the decision to go down with two goaltenders. I think that's best for whichever goaltenders are down there, and it's a shame that Mikey DiPietro probably finds himself on the outside looking in there because I do think there's still value there. And my point being, Chris, is like, yeah, I could see them going for fourth, whatever, I get it. But look, like, look at a team like Edmonton, for example, who their AHL starter is about to graduate in Stuart Skinner, right? Like they have Jack Campbell now for the next five years. They're hoping that he's going to be good for the next five years, but you have Stuart Skinner who's going to be basically becoming your backup. Would you not want to add to your goaltending depth if you're a team like Edmonton? Because they don't have much behind him. Yeah, but I I don't think that a team's willing to just do a third for that though. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just saying that it is important to build it out and and goaltending. Like you're seeing it right now, right? Like you're seeing the goaltending market and how crazy it is right now. Look like it's, it's becoming similar to me. Like I think goaltending is shifting in a direction where it's becoming similar to defensemen where teams are just like, these are hard to acquire good ones of, and we need to get at least a solid one. And especially when you see the league shifting from a, okay, we're going to pay our starter 5 million, our backup 1 million. And you're seeing more of a, um, you know, like three each, three million each. Like, like let's take Colorado for example, the defending cup champs, Chris. They're going with Pavel Francouz next year as their one A guy, and then their one B is Alexander Georgiev. Like, that's an unproven goaltender. I like, I like Georgiev. I, I, I like all that, but like that's that's a that's the defending cup champs tandem in goal. So. I wonder now if teams kind of look at it and when we make a shift like that where we don't say, oh, well, we have our Jack Campbell, we're fine. Teams look at it and just in terms of load management, right? Like, like what's the magic number for a goaltender play? We've talked about it. I think it's somewhere around 50. I don't think it's much higher than that. I don't think it's much lower than that. I would say it's around 50 for a goaltender. So who are you getting, Chris, that's going to be able to give you all of those other games? Who's going to be able to carry that load? I think that's why you want to go to a direction of 1A, 1B, right? Like, this is still a travel-heavy schedule, and I know Thatcher Demko broke down toward the end of the year, and the Canucks are hoping that by having Colin Delia, by having Spencer Martin, that largely their problems with the backup are going to be solved, and obviously last year uh, was very weird in the sense of they were trying to win every game, and Demko has to play uh, for this team to have a chance of doing that on most nights. So that was a weird year. I give them a bit of a pass on that one, but the Canucks know they have to make that shift. Like, the Canucks know that they can't ride Demko for, you know, 65-plus games next season. Like, it needs to be less than that, and they need to be uh, smarter in the way they manage their starting goaltender. They're franchise netminder, Chris. Like, you don't want this to become a regular thing where he just gets overworked breaks down toward the end of the year because what if you did make the playoffs like what if this team did make the playoffs Chris is Jaroslav Halak getting you out of the first round I don't think so especially if you're going up against Colorado you're gonna need Demko and even if you have Demko you don't want to fatigue Demko right like you want him to be able to play at that level all season long and for him to do that you're gonna need to manage him better and I think the Canucks are aware of this so my point being Chris is if you're an NHL organization who lacks goaltending depth, maybe you think a third-round pick or a fourth or whatever is worth taking a flyer on a guy who had his development disrupted and crazy circumstances kind of affected him quite a bit, it would seem. And you you kind of take a chance on that first year with, in the AHL where he was one of the best goalies, hands down the best rookie goaltender in the AHL at the time. Like He's still only 23, Chris. You, maybe you take a flyer on that because goaltending depth isn't easy to find. Sure. And I think also, like, he has the pedigree of being Canada's goalie at the World Juniors as well. Like, that that does carry something. That's why I don't think that we're going to see a spot where, you know, Mikey's swapped for future considerations. But, like, I, I do think we're going to see this. You know, we've talked about a deadline for the name that I'm not, not going to mention this week. But... With Mikey, it's like the, there there kind of is a deadline. Like, I don't think he's showing up. You know, I think he would show up to camp, but I don't think he's uh, I don't think he's going to be there, just just honestly, like, looking at the situation. I think they get a deal done before then. 
Uh, and it, it might just end up being a seventh round swap with someone, you know, and that, that would be kind of tough to swallow because there was a lot of promise for Mikey DiPietro to be the guy that, you know, was, was going to be behind Demko in a few years, right? Like this this next year, I think even looking at it after Yaroslav Halak signed a one-year deal, it was like, okay, well, that's the one year to buy time for Mikey. He's going to be there in the 2022-23 season, and we'll go from there, right? We'll see uh, what Mikey looks like as a backup in the NHL. He'll work his way up to that point. And, uh, yeah, just uh, what a, a strange year for Mikey DiPietro at this point. And, uh, you know, it's going to continue to get even weirder as it goes on here now that his agent's able to speak to other teams. Yeah, it's a situation to keep an eye on for sure. Chris, would you believe me if I told you that we were approaching the 30-minute mark? Yeah, lots of hockey talk, eh? Lots of hockey talk. I want to get this in quickly before we get to break. Two things, actually. First of all, Yoshiro Hirano has signed a one-way, or sorry, one-year, two-way AHL slash ECHL contract. Uh, that coming down from Abbotsford Canucks general manager Ryan Johnson. Hirano left to go build up the Japanese hockey program. It's a very cool story. Uh, I retweeted it just now because Cody Sievertson wrote about it a while ago for us at Canucks Army, and it was a fantastic story. Uh, just how Hirano really wants to go build hockey out uh, in Japan, and that's why he left a great opportunity by all means with the Abbotsford Canucks to go pursue that. And now, wonderful to see that the organization has brought him back. Yeah, and there was times where he was, like, really good, you know. Like, uh, Hirano is a guy that can score at the HL level, and he was, uh, if he's a guy who goes down to your ECHL team, he's a guy who can lead the league in scoring at that point. So um, I think he could find a spot um, to be able to be some depth to the Abbotsford Canucks. And, yeah, they really like him out there in Abbotsford. Uh, I like him. I like dealing with him. He's a guy who looks like he's always got a smile on his face. Uh, was able to interview him through a translator last year um, as we kind of just did it through email. And it was, you know, a great, great chat to hear from him talk about how he wants to build the sport. Uh, and overall, it's just an incredible story. And, like, if you actually just see, like, where this guy's hockey story has gone from, like, junior hockey in Sweden, you know, growing up playing in Japan, then going over to Sweden in the junior age at, like, 16, then going to the USHL and learning from these coaches that ended up moving up to the HL level and then to get to the point where he's at right now, it's it's a pretty incredible story uh, for Hirano. So, uh, yeah, hope I'm happy to have that story to talk about again next year. It's a good thing for Abbotsford. All right, last thing I want to get to before we get to break, Chris. Jacob Truscott gets the invite from Team USA for their World Junior Cap. Uh, and before we get to Truscott, has it kind of slipped your mind for various reasons that the World Juniors is happening in August? Like, Oh, big time, yeah. And I don't know if this is just because there's no Canucks prospects playing in it, because obviously Russia is not welcome at that tournament right now by the double IHF. I, I don't really care. Like, I know you care more about prospects than I do, but... I'm not really getting to watch any of those games, I don't think. Like, I might watch a couple. I might watch the gold medal game, maybe. But I I don't have much interest in an August hockey tournament. Yeah, well, we'll see how the rosters end up shaking out. There may be a Canuck or two that sneaks in there. Um, good. Who, who, who do you have your eye on? Other than Truscott, because he got the invite. Well, I but... think I saw the roster, like, LeCarre Mackey has shown up on some, but I don't think he's invited to camp. But I've seen his name pop up on some some rosters for some U twenty play, but I don't think he's going to actually end up playing there. Uh, but that would be huge. Truscott's an example who might be able to hop into it. Um, I know that Koskenvo uh, has been taught like he's played games for Finland in U twenty, but he hasn't. Uh, he wasn't really kind of in the picture for this specific tournament. Talk about him for December when we get to that tournament. But there's a chance you see Truscott there. Like I I do think that Truscott's a guy who can really bring a lot defensively to your team, especially at a World Juniors. This is the type of game that he's evolved into playing. Uh, you could see it when he's on Luke when he plays with Luke Hughes and uh, both left shot defensemen, but Luke Hughes is the one that plays the right side at Michigan. So, you know, if Luke Hughes is going to be a big piece of the United States' defense core, maybe they want to have some some comfort there for him, and maybe he is playing with Truscott at some point, right? Because the U.S. is going to have a really good defense core uh, going into this tournament again. So it'll be interesting to see if, if Truscott does work his way onto it. I mean, he was the one defenseman that was added to this camp uh, in the most recent additions to what you're going to see at the camp here. So they obviously think pretty highly of him. We'll have to see what how it kind of plays out here. Certain players might end up even like dropping out of this tournament as well for different reasons, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Like I, I'm still going to watch every single one. I mean, it's, I still love that hockey. I, I don't know how, like, I don't know what the feeling's going to be like 
in the summer world juniors, but I, I hope it's, you know, not the same level as it is at Christmas time where, you know, everybody all like, I, especially when I grew up in my young twenties, like all my friends were back from school. We would all get together. You take a shot every time Canada scores, even in the 6am games, those were some tough days, but like, I, I just hope that there's that, that magic that's there like it is in the winter time, but I don't know if it's going to be the same level, but like, I still think that's one of my favorite styles of hockey to watch because there's so much talent. It's so raw and there's so many mistakes that it like, it makes hockey so fun. So I'm definitely going to be watching every game is that I can for the world juniors. All right. Uh, if a coup makes it, you know, I'll be watching. I guess. Yeah, I know. I know. Watch every Finland game from there. Okay. We'll take a break on the other side. I've been waiting for this moment, folks, just as you have our Atlas goods poll question is about Chris's clothing. I'm very excited for it. Uh, I got some questions about this. Do you know when or why I started saying keep it locked, keep it loaded on Canucks conversation? Um, no, I feel like it was pretty early on. Like you and I remember when we used to uh, we used to alternate, like who would be the guy that would do the intro stuff. Then somehow you just started doing it all the time because I do such a good job. Yeah, you do such a good job. You come up with these uh, these catchphrases here or there. <laughs> so yeah, now now uh, I don't know where it started. It, it's been going on for a long time. I know. Do I need a new one? Because people said, well, well, a couple people said it's just locked and loaded is the phrase and why would you say that on a hockey podcast i right i, I don't know like i i don't know when well, or like, why i think i heard someone say it and i thought it sounded really cool so i said i'm gonna start saying that yeah it's funny like you know people they're always like oh quads he's a bright guy but if you start to get to know him he's <laughs> you know he's not the brightest guy actually <laughs> okay also quickly before we get to the poll question i put a thing on twitter yesterday where i said do any mathematicians follow me i have a formula uh, in my head like i want to figure something out and basically, I, I messaged a few people, and I was like, I think I'm overthinking this. And they were like, yeah, this is basic division, actually. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah. It was it was really simple, uh, what I needed. And, uh, yeah, shout out to a few different people. You're like, oh, so, this player scored six goals in ten games. Yeah. How do How I many, calculate save percentage? What's his goals per game? <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're going to cut to break there. Uh, right. As I always say... Keep it locked, keep it loaded on Canucks Conversation. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right. And a massive thank you to all of our sponsors here at the Cox Conversation Podcast. Chris, I've been waiting for this moment. It is time for our Atlas Goods poll question. Our episode 280 Atlas Goods poll question Brought to you by locally owned and operated Atlas Goods. Go to atlasgds.com. Use promo code CC15 to get 15% off your first order of Pop Rinds, the best fresh pork rind straight out of your microwave or air fryer. Our poll question today, is it okay to wear shorts to a wedding? For context, folks, Chris goes to a listener of the show, listener of the show's wedding, and shows up in shorts... Khaki shorts, I might add. Okay. A blue shirt, which I actually really like. That's a good color on you. But you, you that's my, that that's my wedding shirt. That's a good shirt. That's a very good shirt. But the Puma socks, your best Puma socks, as yep. one of our listeners astutely pointed out and replied to, and some skateboarding vans. Are those vans? Are you wearing vans? I don't know. I don't even know what those shoes are. 
They are definitely skateboarding shoes. They look like Vans now that I've zoomed in. But they might they might be Vans. At least your haircut looked good. Haircut looked good. Haircut looked really Tell good. Tell you what, can I just first say, listener of the show, Trevor Riddell marries my baby cousin, Catherine. Was very happy to be at the wedding. It was an incredible ceremony. Beautiful. You know, not what you know what? I look at the comments in there, okay? From these people that come on here on social media. Not one person, not one of those comments talked about how beautiful the bride was. On her special Gee, day. I wonder why. On her special day, she looks beautiful. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't see one person in the comments there. Sorry, do you think that's her fault or do you think that's your fault? The people on Twitter, no respect, listener of the show, Trevor Riddell, best dude, incredible it- floor hockey player. In all seriousness, congrats from all of us. At yeah, Cuts he Combo listens to, to every Trevor. show. You know what he told me at the end of the night? He said yeah. he listens to us uh, going to sleep. Aw. So, shouts to Trev for that. He's, you know, he, but then you say, keep it locked, keep it loaded. He wakes right up. <laughs> well, shout out um, to Trevor and Catherine. Uh, congrats to them Awesome both. wedding. Incredible I'm sorry food. that my co-host showed up dressed the way he did. I, uh, I was taking notes because I got a wedding coming up, obviously. Mm-hmm. Quite a while away still. Like, I don't know, 15 months-ish from now. Give or take. So here's a couple tit like tidbits I took away. Poutine bar at eleven o'clock. You bring out the poutine bar at eleven. Ooh, okay. Very smart because everyone at that point could use a little poutine boost. That was nice. Um, and just man, I tell you the food. I, I mean, prime rib. It's like that's that's a wedding dish, right? You got to bring out the prime rib. It never it never disappoints. All right, let's get to the damn shorts. Shout out Trevor, listener of the show, day one listener. He's been listening forever. We you know. Super happy for him. It was an incredible day. So happy for two of my very good friends that to get married. Yes, I wore freaking shorts to the wedding because if I would have worn pants, I would have been sweating so much that I wouldn't have wanted to post a picture. I know that I looked bad in those <laughs> in those shoes and socks. I knew I was going to get ripped for it, but I still just I wanted to post the picture because shorts need to become more of a a wedding attire that's available for men. Cause here's the thing. The ladies, they're all wearing dresses. It's a nice, you get the breeze, you get nice, like a little bit of air on the legs. If I didn't have any air on my legs, I would have been so sweaty. It would have just been the most uncomfortable, not just for me, but for everyone around me, I would have been that sweaty. There was a point at the NHL draft where Gemma Carson Smith, good friend of ours. She was pointing me in the right direction to get to a cooler area because yes, I have a little bit of a sweating problem. Okay, I sweat a lot, so I, I need to wear shorts to a wedding. I will admit where I'm wrong. The sh- the socks and the shoes were horrible. That was a that was a bad decision on my part. And I've I've been told I need to buy boat shoes. Do you know what these are? Yes. Are you wearing are, are those boat shoes these that you're not, wearing? These are not boat shoes. Well, I've been told I need, and I will. I'll go get some now because it's you know I've lived and I've learned. I'm going to go get some boat shoes. And in my defense, I wanted to wear these pink shorts that I like. They're a little bit, I feel like they're a little bit closer to being a little bit fancier. Actually, you know what I'm not going to say? I'm not going to throw her under the bus because she's going to listen. She's going to get mad at me. I I appreciated the outfit that my fiance picked out for me to wear to this wedding. We probably could have done some work on the shoes and socks that, you know, but here's the other thing. So at this wedding, there's about three guys they look just like me. Big, bearded, in shorts, right? Yep. These three other guys, these two other guys, they're wearing freaking pineapple shirts. The other guy's got some dogs on his shirt. Look, their I shoes hold- were worse than mine. They're both wearing pumas for socks. <laughs> so out of the three big bearded men, I looked good. I looked the best out of the three big bearded men at this wedding. I'm not wearing freaking pineapple tops to this thing. The shirt was a good wedding shirt. The shorts, we can work on that. The shoes, yeah, throw that out the window. But out of the three big bearded men who were all sweating a little bit still in our shorts, I, I was the best dressed of the big bearded I, boys. I would hold them to the same standard I hold you. I hope you know that this is not me trying to pick on you. It's just me trying to hold you to a higher standard. And I, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I've got a wedding coming up. I'm wearing my burgundy suit. I'm wearing a bow tie. Sure. And you know what? That's I might sweat a little bit, but you know what? I'll look good. Yeah, and here's the, here's the thing. So I'll wear next wedding I go to. Okay, it's three weeks from now. Not even. Not it's uh, August sixth. What's Isn't that? It weird when we get old enough that all of our friends are trying to get married. Okay, shut up. You're 20 <laughs> years old. Couple weeks from now, I have another wedding 
and I'm a groomsman. Okay. So I'm going to be there and I'm going to be in a full, whatever. What do you wear? Tuxedo? Not a tuxedo, but a, a full suit. I got suited for it at, uh, I was at Moore's getting the guy rubbing down my shoulder. They put me in a tiny little shirt. Makes me look like an idiot coming out of there. He puts me in a large. I come out of the change room. I look like an idiot. And and then even some lady said like, oh, I think that shirt's a little tight. I said, yeah, I know the buttons are about to burst. Why? The-? Anyways, so I'm going to have to wear, you know, I even got suited for, uh, for my shoes. So I'm going to be at that wedding and I'm going to be sweating and it's going to suck. But you're going to look so much better and nobody's going to ridicule you on Twitter no, because well, of me. Here's the deal. I'll post a picture and you'll, you guys will see all this, all the, uh, the gel that I would have started the day with in my hair. What's the point? Cause it's all going to be washed away. I'm going to be sweat. I'll be a sweaty mess. I got to go up there and do a speech. You'll be okay. No, I'm telling Just you. Just take the jacket off. Wear a nice shirt so that you can take. Here, you know what? Here's a problem that you don't understand because you don't sweat this much. You have to keep the jacket on if you're that sweaty. Oh, that's a good point. You're right. People will yep. see your back yep. and they'll be like, oh, oh my God. Like, And the fact that it's a white shirt, yep. they're going to be able to see my freaking shoulder blades busting through you're that right. thing. You're right. You have to keep the jacket on. You do. Otherwise, you're, it's even worse. And then that makes it even worse for your fate. It's just... I'm wearing shorts the not this wedding because I have to. You know what? But then one after that, I'm going right back to shorts. I don't care. And well, I'll just you know what? I just won't share it on Twitter then, or maybe I will if I figure out the whole shoe situation. Maybe I will. Well, hang on, because I, 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 you know, someone replied to us of you can wear shorts to a wedding. Okay, yeah, sure, but this guy's a freaking model. Will you put me in that same outfit? <laughs> you look, look like fun. an idiot. <laughs> I'm not pulling that off. Well, regardless, regardless, my, my point is that you have kind of convinced me that, you know, obviously I can't relate to being your size. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to fully understand that. I, I get that. I get it. But, you know, you can wear shorts to a wedding, especially it, it, if it's this, outdoor. It'd be like if I was telling you, hey, quads here, take your body, but add like, you, you know, when you're going to bench press, put the 45s on. Yeah. Put a couple 45s on each of your arms and try and go to a wedding like that and walk around. That's what I have to deal with every <laughs> single day. So that's that's what you have to imagine that you'd be sweating buckets. Can you add like eight inches of height to me? Because that, sure. Gravity is just going to hurt you even more at that point. <laughs> All right. Regardless, uh, we, we reached out to an expert, folks. Uh, we, we're not going to put featuring my, well, him. Actually, you know, my favorite, like, ripper comment or something was, like, there was a couple there was a couple that I, like, someone wrote, like, oh, he must be the funny guy at the wedding. <laughs> I was like, that, that was funny. And then the other one was, like, oh, my girlfriend's a stylist, and she can help you get in contact now that you're making the big bucks, which uh, I don't know where these big bucks are coming from. <laughs> but well, uh, I, I also as you can tell add, by my shoe game, I do not have the big bucks. I want to add that we got some replies. We got some replies to the tweet that we put out, and I asked a few people if I could read their tweet on the show. So before we get to our expert, uh, I did did reach out or to a few people and just make sure I could read their tweets. So brought to you by Canucks Army, I'd say all the replies. We don't have a text inbox yet, but we will. Did we even shout out Atlas Goods yet? I haven't done the nachos Of course, yet. yeah. I did. I know you haven't done the nachos yet. People I was thinking about doing about it today, that. actually. Okay, so Leo tonight, Reyes, tonight listener of the show, replied, Venue matters. That looks like an outside wedding, so it is understandable. Had a buddy that did this to our wedding, hit the buffet, and all open, all open bar harder than anyone, and didn't give a gift. Not a buddy anymore. Oof. I'm sure Faber was better. Oh, which... of course. The only problem was they were out of wedding cards when I got there. I had to buy a congratulations card. And then the, what do you know what it says on the inside? It says, congrats on moving up in the world. <laughs> so I just so I had to like make a joke out of that about turning into Mary. <laughs> that was the prize. Oh, Showed man. up late, got a late card. So, uh, yeah. No, I, got, I gave a good gift. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Trevor Olipri, he's listening right now. He knows which card I'm talking about here. All right. Listener of the show. Trevor loves the show. Uh, you know what? Surprisingly enough, we didn't even get the results of the poll question. Again, brought to you by Atlas Goods. Use promo code CC15 at atlasgds.com. Uh, get some pork rinds. 60% of voters saying, no, it's not okay. 33% saying, yes, it is okay. And 7% saying, I'm angry. I got to say, you've given me a lot to think about, Chris. I might be moving toward the, yes, it's okay. We got uh, a DM on the on the Twitter account as well from our friends over there at Atlas. Mm. And they're saying that they got my back. Everybody's got my back. Short to the wedding. But... Listen, I know where I was wrong. It was the shoes. It, it was, was the you know shoes. what? I really like. I will come out and say it. The shoes and socks. Like I wear those when I think I'm, I'm dressing up a little bit. I I should have stepped up my game for the wedding a little bit more. And you know what? And, and I'll go out in the next two weeks here, 
and I'll go get a, a damn pair of these boat shoes. I don't even know what boat. I thought boat shoes were Crocs. It was what the model was wearing. Remember, I showed you just now. Yeah, a model? well, I tell yeah. you, what, I'm not fitting to those. They don't probably don't have them in wide. I got 13 wide feet. I, okay, I, I don't know about that. Good but luck. also, I tell you what, I'll be wearing freaking the DC shoes at the next wedding. It was the type of short suit. You can't wear khakis, man. That's you know what I said that, and then uh, no, I can't throw it. She gets mad every time I throw under the bus nope, here on the pod. Nope. But it was my fault because the fiance she asked. Uh, <laughs> She's she's like okay bring no, me no it doesn't count I didn't say uh, your I just, name I did, yeah like I say her name uh, she's like bring me out some outfits so I, my first two outfits happened to both and I screwed this up big time was uh, one was green and red which I do sometimes and I get in trouble all the time I show up to the rink you know those Bernie <laughs> pants I like and my green top and yeah I look like a freaking Christmas elf then the next one I came up I, I it was pink and blue the shirt which I ended up wearing and she says you can't wear pink on the bottom you look like a bubblegum ice cream. So I, I couldn't pull that off either. Anyways, I'm going to do the sh- I'll get the shoes. And, and I'll, what socks? Are you? I was told. You got to uh, wear invisible socks, That's what man. I said. When I was on 650, I'm getting ripped by these guys. Like these two. Well, it's sad I would. But Richo, I've seen him dress in some pretty bad stuff too. So don't tell me. Don't try and come over Riccio here and tell me. dresses pretty well. No, I, don't, I mean, he's Italian, but he should, could dress a little better. Okay. Whatever. I, I've, I've seen, seen him behind the that scenes. Much. That's the thing. Okay. All right, can we can we get to our expert analysis? Because we reached out to the man himself, Don Taylor. Oh, also, sorry for no hockey talk for the past twenty minutes, folks. But we had to get to this. This it's is our the off question. season. It's There's the gonna be a season. few of these. We'll get some. We'll get some hockey talk going. But Don Taylor, we reached out to the man himself, the man who once so famously wore jeans to his longtime friend and producer of multiple shows of his light jeans as well, light not uh, not even dark jeans. <laughs> Ryan Henderson's wedding. Uh, shout out to Ryan Henderson and, and his bride Kelsey, who doesn't get enough uh, get enough publicity from their own wedding because of this uh, this whole fiasco with Donnie T. That's but, why I said Catherine. She's beautiful, beautiful bride. Yeah, at the wedding there. Yes, Don Taylor. We reached out to him. I said the people need to know uh, is wearing shorts okay to a wedding? And he said as long as the shorts aren't the talk of the wedding, they weren't. They weren't. I, you know what? It They're was, becoming it, and I feel like that's partly my fault. I took a couple pictures with the bearded guy. I'll see if I can pull those up from somebody. <laughs> I'll show you the other bearded guys at Did the wedding. Did you take the pictures just so you could show me and be like, look, look, I was Not the at the time, thing. because at the time, no one was uh, no one was bitching and whining. No Italians at the wedding. No, there was well, <laughs> no Italians, no. there was, uh, And no one was whining about the shorts. I was even told a couple times they liked the shirt, too. People liked the shirt. I do like your shirt. All right. Were those people tall though? Because I see your whole outfit. Those people, maybe they were taller than you. Well, maybe I, you a, saw the upper, I was, upper I half. took a couple of pictures down on one knee at some point too in the night. I don't know what was uh, okay. a couple. A couple of these. Uh, they used to have this drink at the uh, back when I had a deal with the Landlubber Pub, um, which is in Nanaimo. I talk about all the time. They used to have the Canucks Conversation drink. Yeah, which I had about a, I had a good amount of them at this wedding, <laughs> paying full price too at the bar. Oh, they were. Yeah, was, you didn't try the. Do you know who I am? No, I didn't try that. It wasn't the Roxy at the wedding, but uh, yeah, those uh, the Canucks conversation drinks. Uh, shot of Bulls Blue, shot of Red Sourpuss, ginger ale, mix it up, put a lime in there. There you go. I had a good handful of those. Comes out as a nice little purple looking drink. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's enough. Uh, Atlas Goods. Check them out. AtlasGDS.com. Promo code CC fifteen. Same day shipping and delivery. If you. Order before three o'clock. Yeah, I'll get the better. I'll work on the shoes. I'll get uh, the better shoes. I'm excited for it, but I tell you what, though, no one wants. To, I got to figure out the sock game because I'm not going sockless. I, I will get. I will show you some invisible socks. I just got myself some. I got a wedding in two weeks. All right, but I'm wearing pants. Okay, so am I. I'm wearing pants in two weeks too. Something interesting that I wanted I'll to bring. I'll post a pic. I'll be looking good. I'll post it in the morning before it heats up. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for that. Something I wanted to bring up: the Calgary Flames. Are they imploding right before our eyes, Chris? Because it's starting to feel that way. Is it not? Like, they lose Johnny Goudreau in free agency. And Johnny Goudreau, on a recent appearance on a podcast, I honestly can't remember which one it was, but he spoke and he said, um, you know, he would have signed in New Jersey if Columbus didn't make kind of a last-minute offer, was kind of what it sounded like, or make an offer. But Columbus did, and he signed in Columbus. The rest is history. Obviously, he's in Columbus now. He's going to be there for the next seven years, one would presume. But... He did turn down the extra year and the extra money on the table, about $15 million, a lot of people estimated as, from the Calgary Flames to go to Columbus. Now, the Calgary Flames were kind of strung along a little bit. Like, the Calgary Flames didn't know 
sooner than when Goudreau hit free agency. He was like 11th hour yeah. with the decision. Exactly. Right? And yeah. he said, I'm going to test free agency. I think that came out at like 5 p.m. Pacific uh, the night before. So that kind of threw a wrench in everything for the Flames. And all of a sudden it went from, we're about to re-sign our leading scorer. And if we lock him up for eight years, we've got we've got the goaltender, Jacob Markstrom. We've got Chris Tana, who's playing fantastic. We've got all these pieces. We've got all these defensive forwards. We're, we're set. We just need this score. All of a sudden, the conversation shifted to, do we have to trade Matthew Kachuk? Do we have to rebuild, retool on the fly? Is that where we're at as the Calgary Flames? Because I was talking to some people in Calgary today, Chris. It's not looking very good for the Calgary Flames. I know Canucks fans will rejoice in that news, but... Matthew Kachuk, they take him to team-elected arbitration, something we thought the Canucks might explore with Brock Besser, but it's super rare, especially with players of Matthew Kachuk's caliber, Chris. And I was really shocked to see it because, look, I know the Flames announced it and said, you know, this gives us an opportunity to work with his representatives towards a contractual resolution while removing the possibility of another team offer-sheeting him, but... What this really does is it buys them time, right? It buys them time for a trade. It buys them time to figure out what the heck they're going to do because right now it feels like they're being rushed into deciding the trajectory of their franchise, if we're being honest here. And, you know, that's largely because of Johnny Gaudreau. So I'm really, really curious, um, you know, to see how this kind of plays out, but it feels like the flames are imploding. Also, I, I read it on Twitter as I was passing through. I uh, went on spit and chicklets. That was where the uh, Johnny Gaudreau interview came from. Dang. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about it even last episode. Just like it, it really is. It was, it was to me, it was like kind of shocking to hear like, oh, they might have to move into a rebuild, but it's starting to really turn that direction, especially if Kachuk wants to, you know, go out and really win right now and the, the flames aren't able to kind of, boost up their roster from what it currently is. Like, it's obviously taken a huge hit losing Johnny Goudreau, who, what, 114 points last year, right? Like, something crazy like that, or 119, I can't even remember. But ridiculous amount of points, and it would be interesting to see. Like, are, have you been seeing a lot of these um, these trade offers kind of around the old interwebs here on Twitter? And to me, like, uh, I, I'm I'm looking at the returns for, for Matthew Kachuk, Kachuk and I'm like, wow, that is not a lot. Why, why are, are you seeing these two online? Like, I'm like, yeah, why, where it's why like is... a, a pick, a prospect, and that's it. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, the return from for Matt is not great. I I don't know if that's to do with the contract situation, I guess, a little bit. But, yeah, just a little surprise for me. I feel like you should be able to get a pretty damn good return from him. I guess it's probably a lot to do with the contract situation. And but that... but it, I bet he wants to sign long-term with a team that looks like they're going to compete long-term, too. Like, this is a guy who wants to win, I'm sure. I mean, heck... See the freaking senators get involved here. They've had a hell I was of an about off season. To say, can the can the senators reunite the Kachuk brothers? Yeah, that you get the you get the Devils rolling. They pick up the Kachuks, and they're just a team of brothers over there. Yeah, I don't know. So, it's, so you want the Devils to trade for the Ottawa Senators captain and Matthew Kachuk? Yeah. What kind of assets do you think they have? I, t- they, I tell you what, they still got a lot of uh, prospect defensemen to, to move. It's fair. Keep an eye on the Senators. I tell you, low-key for the guy who uh, I'm not talking about this week. He who shall not be named on episode 280. My week off. I'm taking the week off. Yep. Of, uh, we promised. We promised it was a week off of on the, this podcast. Uh, the actor from the first few seasons of Silicon Valley, but you switch his first two letters of his name around. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm, I, I, I ever, think I could put that one together. Should, have you not watched uh, Silicon Valley? No, the I show? haven't. No. On Crave? Highly recommend it. One of my favorite... Uh, one of my favorite comedy sitcoms in the last few years. I just rewatched it. So I went back and rewatched uh, Silicon Valley. It's excellent. Excellent show. People, people who've seen it, they're listening to this. They know it's a good show. Okay. Top so there. something to keep Top an eye 10. on the Calgary flames. What's going to happen with them this offseason? Something we'll keep an eye on. Something we'll keep our listeners uh, kind of in the loop on, but I don't want to talk about this now, but it also brings up a bigger question of, who got better in the Pacific this offseason? And we'll do a full breakdown. I'm sure, you look, we got a long offseason ahead, folks. We're committed to giving you a podcast every, you know, twice every week, the whole offseason to listen to. You know, some of them might be like this one where it's hockey talk and then it's Chris wore this today. Uh, okay, we're not going to break down my shorts decisions every day here. But, but in all seriousness, Chris, it, it is one to kind of consider is like who got better. And I think when you look at it, I think the only answer is the LA Kings. And the LA Kings like got better internally as well. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like it's they wild. did a lot. The Kings are going to be, you know, the fact that they got into the playoffs even last year and were able to roll a little bit. Man, they're going to be a team that's interesting and, to like, watch. Quinton Byfield, 
Still developing yeah. quite a bit. He's still got a, quite Alex a ways Turcotte to go. Turcotte still a ways away Turcotte. from being an NHL yeah. player. They've, they've got the pieces. Impact NHL yeah. player. Yeah. They moved Brock Faber, though. That hurt. Tough look. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. Tough one for Cousin us. But, Brock. but Kevin Fiala, like, Kevin Fiala is who they brought back, right? Like, yeah, in return good. of Brock Faber. So we're sad to see Brock Faber go, but, like, Kevin Fiala is in the Pacific now. The Canuck killer is in the Pacific now. We, yeah. we know about the success that Kevin Fiala, aside from the playoff bubble, which was great for the memes, the success that Kevin Fiala has had against the Vancouver Canucks, like, that guy's in the Pacific now. So, you know, quickly just modeling yeah, out. And you bring Fiala into that team who, like, really needs just a trigger guy. What Remember when Fiala, was, like you mentioned, when he was playing against the Canucks in the playoffs there, he's getting, like, 19 shot attempts a yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. You add that to this group that they already have in L.A., he's, I think he's going to be... You know, you're doing a fantasy draft here coming up. I'm going high on Fiala. Yeah, and look, like, if I'm quickly modeling out the Pacific right now, I would say it's Edmonton, L.A., 1-2. I, I think you can interchange those those teams, and we still have to see what the Flames do, right? You know, you don't want to count them out completely, but I think that it's pretty wide open. Like, I think it's wide open sure. for the Canucks to grab that third spot, but... I just again, we'll talk about this later in the offseason. I just wanted to quickly bring that up that you know in the um in the same vein as what we're talking about with the Flames, it seems like the LA Kings are the only team in the Pacific that got better. You wanted to say something about Niels Hoglander before we closed out. Yeah, I guess just quickly like when's the last time we've even talked about Niels Hoglander? I think it's been a while. Yeah, it feels like it's been a hot minute. I'm going to write about him tonight a little bit and just kind of I think I'm going to say this a little bit for later on into the off season. So kind of when we get to a point where we're kind of putting together our rosters, but we're putting together our lineups and BSing about that. That'll be at some point coming up here, but I just like, I think that we, we tend to forget about Niels Huglander so much and how impactful he actually was when he was playing on a line with guys like Bo Horvat and Tanner Pearson. And yeah, he didn't have a great, run with Bruce Boudreaux as his coach, and that's probably not going to bode well for him going into next season, obviously with Boudreaux back behind the bench. But I like I, I just think that there's still something there. Like I don't think that Huglander should be a guy who's just kind of stuck on your fourth line. And I don't think that's what he's going to be next season. I think he's going to get an opportunity to be able to, you know, produce some offense as well, be able to show that his defensive numbers, you know, they they aren't great, but it's not like he gets scored on a ton last year. He also had a really low on-ice shooting percentage, so some some bad luck offensively for him as well. But I'm just I, I think we're I want to talk about him being an actual like in my eyes, Niels Huglander needs to be as much of an option as a top six player as Andre Kuzmenko until you see Kuzmenko play NHL games. Right? Like everybody's really penciling in. Kuzmenko is a top nine forward for sure. Maybe even top six on people. A lot of mm-hmm. people want to see him play with JT Miller. But is Kuzmenko as proven as Niels Huglander? Not only offensively, but defensively as well. Right? Like, could Kuzmenko end up being a liability a little bit in his own zone? Maybe. Like, he tries really hard, right? We see that in the KHL, but you know who else tries really hard? Niels Huglander. He goes out there and he tries really hard on every damn shift. Yeah, so, but not as hard on the defensive end. Right, and that's the argument against Hoaglander. Yeah, I think there's that t- there's times where where he definitely does get lost from his point man a little bit, but I, I still think that there's an effort level from Hoaglander that you can get something from him. I believe he stayed here in BC. He might have gone back for a little vacation, but I think he stayed here all off season because mm. I remember uh, I think I saw some some Instagram stories of him up with the with his Jeep up there. Uh, driving up and doing some fishing and oh, hunting. Yeah, he's going to be doing the fishing. Well, he loves sure. all that stuff. And I think, let's not forget, like, the, you know, when I talked to the guys at Rugla, and, and I was talking with them about Marco Casper, who just got drafted by the Red Wings. We'll see. They, I've been hearing stuff about them trying to get him over to North America here pretty quick, or even to play in the, in the CHL. I don't know what's happening there. But they kept bringing up, like, you know, Casper, he, he reminds us so much of Huglander's work ethic, where, you know, Huglander was there, Every day, the first guy there working the hardest throw the drills. And when he had a weakness, it was like his season was focused on, you know, preparing that weakness to not be a bad part of his game anymore and improving that part of his game. I think he's going to do that. Like, he's still a young player who's learning. And I think that that's what we're going to see this next year is like, I I can really see a motivated Niels Hugliner wanting to show that he's not a defensive liability. I know this is hard to project, Chris, but... Give me a prediction for Nils Huglander before we close up the show here. Give me a point prediction over under 40. I think he's under there. I don't think he's getting top six minutes, unfortunately. Mm. Um, I don't think he's getting power play power time, play time yeah. even, yeah. really. 
I mean, this, the, especially look at the forward group that they currently have. I mean, if you move JT Miller, damn, I said it. Oh, oh I went so close. No, you can. You don't have to delete it. Leave it in there. You said it. We got to prep for the live shows. Yep. Keep it in raw. Uh, we're not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna say the name anymore. But but you're right. Like he's Damn, not gonna I get was a, doing so good. He's not going to get But I didn't talk of, about him getting trade. Well, yeah, I kind of did. Settle Dang down. It. Settle down. He's not going to. What you're trying to say. I made it to Tuesday. Not, I made it two days into the week. I, I've been trying not to say the name. <laughs> he's not going to get top six time. Hoglander, of course. Yeah. And, you know, if he does, it would be a shock. I think partly because, you know, didn't seem like Bruce Boudreaux's most trusted player. And I think that's the nicest way I can say that. Yeah. So. You know, it is something to keep an eye on. I just, is, I think he's motivated, man. I yeah. think that's the type of guy that he is. That he's not gonna, not gonna not be motivated. I think he's gonna come in and be absolutely motivated to it. Can I? Okay, no, I want to talk Hoglander later on in the season. When we start to do these line sure. combinations. A little baseball thing for you, quick. This Juan Soto situation with the Blue Jays here quads. I've been seeing the rumors of the trades. They got to give up if the Blue Jays want to get involved in this. We're talking Lourdes Gurriel Jr. We're talking top four prospects, Gabriel Marino or Elvis Martinez, Ricky Tiedemann, our boy. I just got a bunch of rookie cards of him, Jordan Groshans, and we're talking Nate Pearson. Is that This is what we're talking for, Juan Soto, 23-year-old, absolute stud. I don't. Do you do it? You get rid of all these prospects for the Jays here? Not Tiedemann. I, I, I know. I don't want Tiedemann. Tiedemann. I know. We got his number now. We can, you know. yeah, yeah. The Canucks combo curse just transcends multiple pro sports. Well, I you know. I just got all these. I, I even bought like, uh, I bought all the base rookie cards. I got a base rookie card for you, but I also, you know, I bucked up a little bit and got some of these uh, diamond printed ones <laughs> that are like, you know, one out of 10. Like I got all these wow, fancy cards. Okay. I bucked up a little bit for the Tiedemann card. So now I want him to be a Blue Jay for a while. Okay. And he's a lefty. Didn't they just go out and draft a lefty in the first round too? Yes, a little they bit. Did. So now I'm a little worried because oh, they got their next lefty. Tiedemann's going to be in this Juan Soto trade, but like Juan Let's Soto's see. 23. Dude, Soto's going to the Yankees. Don't even get me started. Yeah, they don't call him the Evil Empire for nothing. No, I know it's too bad. Him and what's their outfield going to be? Stanton, Judge, and Soto. Get the hell out of here. Well, Stanton DHs, but oh yeah, because he can't. Yeah, whatever. They've got a really good, really good outfield. You're right. Yeah. Well, they'll figure. I just say I, I look at that. and I'm like, man. You know, that's a lot to give up, but that's a lot of player there in Juan Soto. Okay, I just to say, I don't know what people think about the Juan Soto. Trip. I'm just excited Mariners coming back home. Mariners coming back home, riding a 14-game 14 14 win streak. 14-game, yeah. They've got a chance to make it 15, which would tie their franchise record. That's their first sellout, the Friday night game against the Houston Astros. Division-leading Houston Astros out there in the AL West with the Seattle Mariners. Division-leading Astros. First sellout since their home opener. People are excited, and Julio Rodriguez in that home run derby. Yeah, a lot of people found out who twenty one, twenty one years old. old. Found out who Julio Rodriguez. I was talking about him back in the radio, back in the radio days. We both were, yeah. Yeah, We're chatting about him a little bit. I tell you, it reminded me of the "Don't Walk Away" Eileen commercials from back in two thousand and three on Sportsnet Pacific quads. They used to used to be the home of the Mariners. Sportsnet Pacific used to play the Mariners games all the time. Not anymore. Yeah, before my time. Yeah, before your time. Don't walk away, Eileen. The best commercial I, I grew up, that was one of my favorite sports commercials, was Brett Boone, Edgar Martinez, John Olerud. They're launching homers. Don't walk away, Eileen. That song was banging on a good commercial. All right, you're going to find that commercial for me. We'll I'll close it out it there. Sportsnet Pacific, home of the Mariners. <laughs> for my shorts-wearing co-host, Chris Faber. You're wearing shorts, too. You know what you're wearing. You're wearing the shorts that... Uh, you go to these are sleeping shorts you're wearing right there. <laughs> Those are the, the the sleeping shorts. Look, we're not live broadcast. I don't have to dress up for this. Yeah, that's true. You know I will in the fall though when we do go live. For my co-host Chris Faber, my name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation, delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.